friends. I'm Taylor. And I'm Brittany. Together we are two sisters who are here to help you learn some tips and tricks to help navigate this crazy journey called life. We bring you with the perspective of a licensed mental health counselor and mother. And a slightly eccentric mom of two. When you combine us as sisters, we like to consider ourselves as quite the dynamic duo. So join us as we talk about all life has to offer. Okay, friends, Hello. we are back for another Christmas movie case study. So hopefully you enjoyed our last one where we talked about my favorite Christmas movie, Elf. Um, today we are going to talk about the, 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 the Grinch. You're <laughs> a mean one. Um, yeah, this one's set up slightly different. So I often get asked, like, how does a therapist think? This is a question I get a lot, actually, and how we're trained to kind of like conceptualize a person or a problem and the way that we first did it I went to grad school and they asked us to read a book I read one on oh she was the I forgot her name she was a reporter that went to the insane asylums in the 1800s and like wrote on it it was like really epic oh what was her name I don't remember what I mean we could look it up but yeah um right now because I like it yeah, she I was pretty iconic. I read the book, but yeah. So I read her documentary and or her bio kind of thing. And we had to case study her. Like we had to to break it down the best that we thought we could at the very beginning. And then we went back and learned all the things that we did wrong. But it was awesome. Um, having to look at somebody and conceptualize. And I think that's what a lot of people wonder about when they ask me, like, how do you think about us? So I thought we would do The Grinch today because The Grinch is a classic and And most people kind of know his general struggles so i was like he would be a really good one to do because a lot of people have his general struggles anyways is what i've noticed it's kind of like a major theme for people yeah totally Mm -hmm. yeah so the grinch with intro of the grinch right yeah give us like the background of the grinch just in case somebody doesn't quite know it okay so the grinch is this like fuzzy green critter creature i don't know what he is he's like kind of human kind of not grinch he's like yeah. Oscar the grouch i don't know yeah but he's like ostracized from his community who will because he looks different than them and he acts different than him and he's just not like this happy bubbly little who he is a grinch and so um he lives out the on- who I know, I'm like, who's that in trumpet? And he lives by himself with his dog Max, and he lives like at the end of the dump. They dump it to Crumpet, and she like is gross. And so he's just by himself. So he decides that he's fed up with the Whovilles and all of their happy Merry Who merriment at Christmas time. Um, and so he decides he's going to go steal Christmas from them because it's driving him insane. All of their fa who fa If I heard that song every day, maybe, maybe I'd get a little. It's only for Christmas. True. But the Grinch up north hated Christmas a lot. Oh yes. So he made a plan. So him and Max go down, and they decide that they're going to steal Christmas. And in this process of stealing Christmas, he meets Cindy Lou Who, who melts his little heart. And then the Grinch's heart grew three sizes that day, and he ends up becoming a part of Whoville. Yes. Because she loved him. Yes. 
all of this. Okay. Um, did you ever? There's different renditions of the Grinch oh, yeah. too. Like we grew up with the Jim Carrey one. Some people really hate it. Um, and, and then there's just like the traditional like little Doctor Seuss animated yeah. series, which is more traditional with the book. Basic. But yeah. basically, the story is all the same. Yeah, the Grinch has the same things as they go through it. I actually really like. Um, I was always a kid that wanted more info, which doesn't surprise me now that I'm a therapist. It's yeah, like, it give doesn't. me more, give me more backstory. And I loved movies that got more backstory for me, which I mean, like, hello. Um, so I'm and basing Jim this one- The Grinch does. It gives more backstory. Exactly. So we're going to yeah. base it off that one because I think that one has a good range of emotions and things that you can case study on better. Like, there's a new animated Grinch one that people seem to like a lot, but it's more basic. It's cute, though. Like It's, it's super yeah. cute. I mean, it's for little kids, but, like, the in-depthness, it's not as, like, I don't know. It's it's a yeah. little bit easier to do on the Jim Carrey It doesn't one, so do, like, his little, like, flashback to when his little, like, bumper yeah. suit delivered him at the old lady's house. He looks stuff. just like, like your boss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so. And they're Palmer sailors. Um, yeah, that's what it was. Pumper sales or pumper. Yeah. I would love if that's how babies are actually delivered, by the way. Like that. Would uh, be yeah. Better. After you just Palmer survive. Yeah, yeah. Like, how about we do that? That sounds great. Just float down to me in a little umbrella and then you can just be there. And I'll be like, I'd oh, be singing Fahu Fore Dahu Dore too. Yeah, I would too. I would be like, life is great. Life is great because yep. I didn't kill myself. Anywho. So, um. I think we got the overall backstory of the Grinch. Grinch is grouchy. If we don't know what grouchy means, it means he's mean. <laughs> he's yeah. just all the time. And just like, he's just oh. super like crotchety and just nothing is good. Everything bugs him. He eats onions, his bugs in his teeth. He's just real nasty. In this show, they yeah. show him as like pranking people and going into Whoville just to cause problems. Like he's one of those people that just is like angry at life a little bit yeah. you know like that's the best like, way to word it yeah tax evasion tax evasion jury duty jury, jury duty, duty. Yeah. eviction mail yeah yeah, yeah. He's, i need to watch this movie tonight again because it's such a good one i know i haven't watched this movie in a long time don't it's a crumpet oh really <laughs> yeah. i love the grinch we saw there was a grinch at um one of the tree lightings we went to there was funny. oh but he yeah. loved the like newer cartoony one, but yeah. he was actually scared of the Jim Carrey one. So. I could see it because he's like dressed up kind of creepy and stuff. So I get yeah, it. Yeah, I mean it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. So how we first intake people is we're asked to look for the presenting problem. That's just what's bothering you. Why do you think you need to come in? What's the therapy, right? Okay. So if you were to like say the Grinch, what's your presenting problem? What okay. would you probably say? I would say that the Grinch lacks personal relationships and has a lack of self-confidence that is acting as a block between him and all of his people. <laughs> yes. So coming from the Grinch's point of view, because people fill out their intake forms, he would write, everybody is stupid. The world is yep. dumb. And nobody cares about me because nobody oh, you're is the therapist thought. No, no, no. This is yeah. So you did what the therapist said. Okay, okay. I'm telling you what we get. Yeah. So why am I get? here? This is court mandated. Yeah, yeah. He's probably court mandated one at first because he was pretty much with Cindy Lou who uh, court mandated. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way that the Grinch would willingly say, no. I need therapy. I have some problems. Yeah. This it was court mandated, like 
dude or he got in trouble for his prank calls and he would have just been like i'm fine everybody else is the one that's broken right they're all stupid i don't have relationships because i choose it even though like he he like his voicemail on the on the movie he's like uh if you leave a voicemail i'll hunt you down and gut you like a fish if you like to fast me perks the star key like so his own voicemail is terrifying of chasing people away right but for his intake it would be like oh everybody sucks pretty much As you get into it, we would notice the presenting problem is exactly what you said. Like he has a lack of personal relationships. He has an like founded or he has a strongly founded sense of um, like self-confidence being low. Like just he has no self-confidence whatsoever. No. Right. Which if we were going back to the Jim Carrey one, they show how that would have been rooted in his childhood trauma from feeling isolated from his peers because he was different and. But even then, like, if you take him for any of the Grinch ones, he was in a town of Whoville and he was this green little furry dude growing up and everything. Like, any of them, he's ostracized. He's just not the same, right? And all of us know if you don't fit in with whatever you're kind of surrounded by, it can be really tough on little kids, especially to grow up in. And it can make you really bitter. Like, it is one of those things that it can't – I remember as a kid, like, if we didn't have the cool shoes, right? Like, I wanted Mm -hmm. Skechers and we would end up with, like – knock off ones at Payless or something. And it would be like, Ooh, like I am not cool. And that was just something mm-hmm. stupid and superficial. So yeah, mine was like, I didn't, I have curly hair. Like, I mean, my hair's straight now, but I have yeah. curly hair. Like that was not cool in the two thousands in middle school. I was definitely out of, well, and especially like you were zone. trying to figure out how to you like do it. And like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was really hard. So I didn't, I didn't look like anybody else really around. And now it's like super in. It's funny. I joke with all my teens. I'm like, yeah, I would be super awesome in school today, but I was not back. Yeah. Into like it's like trending for looks. And I, my look was not trending at the time. Um, well, especially I'm where we in live now. in like a small town, rural country. Like it was, mm-hmm. yeah. Like and the, everybody yeah. was Caucasian and we are exactly. a mix and you can tell I am mixed more than you can. But not for like, but no. just genetically, yeah, I look mixed. And you yeah. look different than yeah. all the other. So I just was yeah. diff, different all my, yeah. So I get it. Like, and then you do have moments of people saying mean things, right? You can just imagine. But in the Grinch, I feel like they show it really well where, you know, the mean little fat mayor kid, which how did he not get bullied? I um, no, Like that fat little mayor kid was, yeah. He was such like a, oh, um. Yeah, so he got bullied by him and like the whole shaver thing and came in and the teacher's laughing at him. All these kids are laughing at him, right? After not feeling like he really belonged anywhere. And he was with these two old ladies that raised him. Yeah. Didn't know I think that goes into like a whole other societal problem with like socio- socioeconomic status and like how the little mm-hmm. mayor kid was like able to rule him based off bullying and like creating mm-hmm. fear. Like the poor Grinch was like, yeah, it was like a punching bag for this yeah upper class like guy in Whoville society <laughs> but then he became a bigger punching bag the minute that um martha may Huvier oh yeah was interested in him right oh, so the minute the that he even, oh yeah um yeah. the minute that anything became like good for him was the minute that he got hurt and that's where you start seeing like he doesn't feel like anybody is safe even the person that was supposed to be his ally, which was Martha at the time, like kind of rejected him. Yeah. Right. Or his like, yeah, yeah. 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 And they tried to love him, but they also didn't really know how to best help him, which that can be sometimes be what happens in the system where there's not like 
how do you help a person you don't understand? Yeah. And he didn't have like another societal thing like that. Yeah. Yeah. And he was outside the social norms. Mm -hmm. He was kind of surprised for them. I mean, there was a lot behind that too, that society didn't back them up on like the tools they needed to like. Generationally, they were older than like his peers, parents. So they were not in the know. Like he didn't have a typical family structure. You know, like, I wonder if he would have done better if he at least had other Grinch-like people raising him in a place there that was... There were no more. There were no more. Down. I know. And that's the hardest part. So, like, he was really singular and really alone without anybody really to teach him. Like, they kept trying to assimilate him, not teach him how to be him, right? Like, they just kept yeah. trying to, like... So, presenting problem would have been... Um, I'm, I'm stuck here kind of vibe, but then therapeutically we were going to be like, well, tell us about your life growing up. And then that's our whole checklist of like, you were raised outside the norms, you, all those things that we had just mentioned. Right. Yeah. Um, I think we got most of them. It's interesting though. Cause you can see that he can build bonds. Like Max is his buddy. He's kind of mean to Max though. Cause he, he has is, to be, he doesn't mirror like good social relationships with him, mm-hmm. but yeah. Yeah. But he tries. So it's interesting yeah. where you can see like he has the concept of he wants to be connected to people, but he's bitter about it. And then his like reason that he ended up in like court mandated treatment would be um, <laughs> because of behavioral reactions, compensatory behaviors, like makeup behaviors for what's happened to him. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, oh, life's been really hard on you. Now you're trying to take it out on other people. Right. So, um, and I was actually reading this like article that popped up today that was talking about how, um, if kids are hit when they're children, then they're more likely to hit their children or others or abuse them physically when they're older because they're taught that this is something that they deserve and that it's normal. Yeah. Like, oh, you treated them poorly. So now you should be treated poorly or whatever. Like it, yeah. it's like in their brain. So like the poor Grinch, he was treated poorly. And then we see this mirrored with his fur baby, Max. No he starts to baby. treat him bad, you know, like, and he's so innocent. Oh, so sad. Yeah. yeah. And it's just sad to like, see that pattern continue. And that's how he was trying to connect to Cindy Lou, who was by being mean to her and all these other things. But yeah, you're right. It's modeled behavior, how you learn to connect to the world or interact with it or how you saw it being treated to you is usually what happens. Yeah. And like that justification of like, someone's mean to me, therefore I should be mean to somebody else because if, if they, yeah. And I think that that's just one of those that like nature versus nurture type thing. And yeah, he didn't have a way to retaliate rather than just say, Hey, could you turn on the music? Like a normal neighbor might, oh, sorry, I got the hiccups. Like a normal neighbor might do. Then he was like, I'm still your Christmas. Like, yep. And that's where you can see all the decisions he made comes from he's not a bad person you see his heart grows t- t- like three sizes too big or whatever they say at the end like his heart was really tiny and then it grows a lot once somebody shows him kindness and compassion if you're going to bring up like mm-hmm. the nature versus nurture how like i'm a systemic therapist so a lot of people don't know this which is cool you shouldn't because i didn't until i became a therapist there's a bunch of different approaches that we can use or thought processes to problem solve so we have the core presenting problem come in And we try and get as much information to understand what's going on for this person. So you look at the bio background, meaning like biologically what's going on. Is there any like 
mental health disorders that are genetic. We don't know the Grinch's background at all. He's right. a Grinch. So, and is that I like can't. when you would screen for like bipolar or yeah. like larger disorders? Okay. Yeah. Well, we screen for all of it. Like I want to know if you have a history of anxiety, depression, if it's strong on both sides, that means you have a higher level of depression, anxiety prone to mm-hmm. than if you have it just from one person that's removed two times or three times from you immediate. Exactly. Um, so that's all really helpful because that means it's probably more situational than genetic if it's mm-hmm. like one or the other. But then the more in-depth genetic history you can have, the better. So we're screening for all of the base, like is there substance use or abuse? Is there um, like situational things going on right I now? Did you just say that? Yeah. Like is yeah. it a situational circumstance or is it a chronic circumstance? Yeah. Yeah. All of that. So we're looking for the basics, right? From there though, you we alter all of us based on what theory or what like thought process fits the therapist. So that's where it gets like different. When people say therapy is not the same, it's not because we're all individuals giving individuals therapy, meaning it's going to change every single time. So I have the same Mm -hmm. theory for every client that I see, but it's going to change how it's applied based off that client's personality. So I'm what they call a systemic therapist. I look at how a system, meaning what you were born in. So we call it family of origin, that like immediate family you're born to. So there's me and Mattson, or mm-hmm. we're a couple. And then there's baby banks. We're his family of origin. Like we're, right. we are his like immediate and whatever siblings he has, Koa, um, <laughs> is within his family, right? That's right. the immediate ring. And then you go outside of it and you go to the next ring and that would be aunts, uncles, grandma, grandpa, all of that. You and then you mean. keep going. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So sorry. Yeah. And then you keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Then you keep going out. Right. So we're looking at all these things that are affecting this little individual being born. Like Banks is part Hispanic. Banks is, you know, socioeconomic status is what it is. Like all these things are building him to be the person he is and certain things are going to affect him more than others. So we have that nature versus nurture conflict of what's he born into? What's Mm -hmm. his genetic predisposition? And then what is life offering to create that growth? So like the Grinch, we can see was genetically good because he can change back to being good, right? So he like has that capability within him, but because he got so bullied and because life was so hard, like poor little dude made really bad decisions and he got really mean and he got court mandated to go to therapy with us. Like (laughs) it got hard on him. Right. And that's where you can start seeing like some of these things. And I always tell clients, it's not an excuse. It's just a reason so we can better understand how to help the individual. So, because some people don't like that theory in the sense of they're like, well, that's just excusing everything. No, it's just helping us understand how a decision was made and how we can kind of go back and rewrite that behavior. The Grinch still stole Christmas and that was wrong. Right. Well, I was going to say like as a parent, Tay, and Banks is still a little too young for this, but like as a parent, if you say like my child, like, I don't know, let's make up a behavior, right? Like my child just broke this pot because they were mad at me or something, you know? Yeah. Like, And so then it's like, okay, what was the root problem with this? Well, my child threw that pot because their plant died. You know, and so then it like you rewind it backwards and say, so they were upset because their plant died. Why do they react this way? Well, they didn't go to bed until midnight the night before. Like, so that's like kind of like a, but you're still not like justifying. No, you're looking to help mitigate. Yeah. They were still naughty. 
like yeah. breaking the pot and throwing the pot would have still been naughty, yeah. but realizing like, let's rewind, let's see how this happened. And then let's help prevent this behavior in the future. Yeah. I think so like, good. if you want a really good breakdown, because we had to go back and fix this one, Koa, yes, it's the same with humans as dogs. So I use this example all the time and he's neutral. Koa yeah. is the best trained dog. He's so sweet, so kind, so, so good. He's the best. Like, dog, yeah. Seriously, so freaking good. But one time he went and stole a whole carne asada off of um, my sister in law's counter for her oh, daughter's right. yeah. birthday party. Never done this before. Koa was four, I think three or four at this time. And I was just yeah. like, what is going on? He literally climbed over, like on his legs, grabbed it, and ran away. And he's and never was, done this. Never. Yeah. And he hasn't since. Like, yeah. This was like a, what? What just happened? And I had to look at the situation and it was chaotic. We were decorating for a party and Koa was just, my husband had just, um, we had started dating that year and Koa, I was a vegetarian before I met my husband for like over 10 years. So Koa never really got meat, but with my husband, he got all this like oh, yeah. meat, meat and he was and just like, this stuff is good. Going <laughs> ham. So I like had to pause and think and be like, why is this happening? And then I was like, oh my goodness, it's because he's been introduced to meat and he thinks every form of meat, he should have some now because that's what my husband did. And I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense, right? So it wasn't so much like he still got in trouble. He still got corrected. Like he still got that no bad dog. Don't do that kind of thing. But it helped me understand why he was doing what he did. And instead of like freaking out being like, oh, he's always going to do this now. It was a no, just point out, Koa, you have yours. This is ours. Like you don't mix it. And it was able to stop it. And he's never done it since. And it's been three years later or something like that. So he's, it's, it's all about prepping like us as individuals, when you see a behavior to go back and be like, wait, do you have another alternate path that you can do in the future? Yeah. Which like, what was the, the root cause of this and how could you correct that? Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what the Grinch had to do was in the movie, you see this progression of this little girl reaching out to him and being like, the Grinch, like, um, you do deserve to be loved. And like, the mayor was still a stinker. But oh, you see yeah. all these, oh, such a stink. Because He's, Cindy Lou was willing to love him where he was at, mm-hmm. then other people were willing to, including Martha May. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly what it is. And that's where I think it's the the sweetest is seeing how love can really change people's behaviors and help their confidence grow. Because yeah. the Grinch finally felt that somebody did care and somebody did want to know him and see him as a person, not because he was something to be feared or something that was already labeled bad. And that's where I think we all have a really hard time. Like, do we label somebody bad automatically or do we give them a chance? And there's different things, like certain labels, like like – it's harder to take those away, but the Grinch stealing Christmas, I feel like was a harder one to take away. But like the other things where he was kind of grouchy, I could see how people were more open to him. Cindy was yeah. very open-minded she after he stole open-minded. all the Grinch. Yeah. So for those of us who don't have a Cindy Lou Who, how can we work on building our own self-confidence? What are some things that we can tell listeners to encourage them to like build their own self-esteem? This is like one of the hardest things, I think. We hear a lot of um, just love yourself, it's fine, all these messages right now. Mm-hmm. The problem is, yeah. Well, the problem is, is like, that sounds great. That's awesome. Like, if it was that easy, then we would just say, like, well, just love yourself and you're good to go. Right. It's not that easy of just saying, like, well, I just need to love myself. It's about actually connecting to it in a, 
like an emotional way, not a logical yeah. way, but emotional like believing way. it. Yeah. I can give you yeah. all the reasons in the world why you're fabulous. I could go to the Grinch and be like, Grinch, you are the best person because you you're are so smart. Awesome. And yeah. They do. And your yodeling is fabulous. And you're, but he was like really creative and really inventive. Like he had yeah. a lot of cool inventions and he was really smart actually. Right. But it's, it's hard to be like, you know, I had a friend come over today and she was telling me all these wonderful things about myself, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you do this and you do this and you're so amazing at this and whatever. And it's like, you're way too nice, you know, like, and that's all you walk away mm-hmm. with. It's like, oh, she's just being nice. Like, so it's like, where do you believe that? Like where, no. you know, how do you allow yourself to believe those compliments? Yeah, I think it starts with loving the part of you that you can undeniably love. So there was this thing that we had learned a long time ago. It's called the pain cycle from restorative therapy. And they talk about how we all have this big overarching lie about ourselves. Like we're not important or we're not good enough. We're not worth it. Like usually they go back to those main themes, right? Mm -hmm. And then we'll do these behaviors out of the pain that we feel from that, that thing that we believe. So like if you did take mine, this is what I tell every client. Like I had the pain cycle of I was not good enough. And then I go to the behavior of either performing where it's like, I got to be awesome and do all these amazing things to prove myself right. or I have to, or I shame myself and you'll get stuck in the cycle because it, that won't make me feel better. Those behaviors don't make me feel better. They just kind of bandaid it up right. and mask it until I fall apart again the next time. And it's just a cycle that keeps going. And what they say is you need a peace message, something that you can insert in there to change your behaviors or vice versa. Be aware of the behaviors to help change that message. But you have to find something that's overarchingly going to make you feel better about who you are as a human being. That's undeniable. So mine was always like, I always thought I wasn't good enough, but everyone told me I have a really sparkly personality. And that's something I like, I can't deny. I'm a light. I'm happy. Like that's something that's just kind of innate to me. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll fill that one in. And the more that I started like reminding myself whenever I felt bad, it was kind of like, okay, what is something that's undeniable? That's really hard for people to find. Like it was hard for me and I'm a therapist. So if you don't have that out at first, cool people, like no judgment. It takes time. You'll find one eventually. But then um, that's like that whole like positive self-talk, right? Like what can I do to kind of boost myself up and say affirmations help. Yep. Affirmations are hard because they are fluff. It's just like if I was to sit there and tell you, you're so pretty, you're so awesome, you're but that's so where you amazing. Have to it. Like you knew yeah. that you had a sparkling personality. So if exactly. you say, I know that I have a sparkling personality, like that is like an affirmation that is a you can't deny that. Like yeah. 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 That's or like just, the Grinch, I, I have a, the Grinch could have said, I'm a unique individual. That's something different to offer to the Whoville. Yes. That's like, that's you know, undeniable. That's or undeniable. I see things better, like more realistic than they see them. That's undeniable. They were pretty yeah. dis- delusioned, sometimes yeah. delusional. Or I am resilient. <laughs> yeah. 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 All of those would work for the Grinch, right? Like, yeah. um, but the Grinch could also go and backward works it of saying like, okay, I realize like the Grinches. So there's five different behaviors you can do. You can perform, you can shame. Shame is that internal talk where it's like, I suck, I'm not good enough, I could have, should have done this right. kind of thing. Which is the easy one to slip into, I feel like. Super easy, but that's a personality thing. Is Blame. it a personality thing? Okay. Uh, yeah, it's not the most comp- – like, it's split. Like, you see all of these. There's blame, anger, and then there's avoidance. So the okay. Grinch kind of does the last three a lot. You see him blaming others. It's the who's mm-hmm. fault, the hubilation, you know, like he's, oh, yeah. you can see how angry he is at them. So like blaming and anger are super interchangeable for him. The minute that he gets angry is the minute that you're like, you don't feel good about yourself. 
Right. Like, um, you see him trying on all his clothes and he gets angry and he's start, kind of starting to go into the shame behavior yeah, with his life. The way he wanted him to. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I'm not going, you know, avoidance. So he's a big blamer and angry and avoidance kind of personality. And you can see it by how eruptive he is, how like explosive he gets. Mm-hmm. So that would be where you try and insert a better behavior. Like if you're actually having pain or hurting, then go find an outfit that does make you feel good about yourself, which he did. He went and found Lederhosen's, right? And he looked great. And he worked his Lederhosen's. And then he also like, um, trying to think of another time he got angry. I mean, he stole Christmas, which he thought would make him feel better. That was a bad compensatory behavior but it was different than just getting angry in the past he just stayed on his mountain being angry stewing in it hating christmas a lot you know it was like 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 that was my kid and i had sent them to their room for like you were angry and you yelled at the who's like if this was their solution you know like that you come out with and say you know i think i'm gonna steal christmas that's how i'm gonna correct this behavior i'd be like whoa 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 like (laughs) Go back into your room. Like I'm you, definitely I'll be back in a half. Definitely hour. not saying this is the like, right solution. I am saying this is when you start to see him deviate from his typical patterns of a cycle in the past few. It years. isn't. It is. It's not going to be a winner one every like, time. It's not a good break from a cycle. Like, well, you know, like I'm not going to lie, sister. Therapy, there's usually not good breaks from the cycle. Okay, it gets really messy while you're trying to break. Yeah. Oh, girl, you wonder why I'm tired all the time. I'll tell you why I'm tired all the time because people be still Christmas half the time out here in this world. Because it, I don't know. I don't know. It's like because you know when you take your kid, like with my child, like with Anson, right? You take him and you say, "Okay, you did this behavior. Let's fix it. Come up with a solution." If my son were to be like, "I'm still in Christmas," that's not the solution. Well, the Grinch is a unique character, but you do. <laughs> that is his affirmation. I'm a unique individual with much to offer to Phil. <laughs> I would just like to point out all I said was that he was getting a break in his cycle of blaming, shaming, and avoiding, or blaming, put, anger, and avoiding. I would put the Grinch back in to think about his decisions. Well, he does. He gets put back in to think about his decisions when he almost yeah. kills Cindy Lou like, on top of the thing. What is, what is a way that you can, like, you know, repair this? But this is a part mm-hmm. of the process, and I think this is where people think that there's digression in their therapy when there's actually progression. We're looking for a change. We're <laughs> looking for a breaking of a pattern. The okay. Grinch did break his pattern. It just wasn't in the way we would like it to be. But the fact that it's broken, period, is epic. I mean, the, like, there's so many scenarios going through my head now that you and I are going to – I'm going to tease you about this one. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to stick with my stance because this mm-hmm. is what we have to cling and to be sometimes. Like, Girl, I'm sticking to my budget and I didn't buy shoes. I broke my cycle. I bought myself jewelry. And I'd be like, good for you. Way to break away from the typicals. Like, that's what we got to do to be able to create consistent, lasting change. Because this is where people get their unrealistic expectations on building their self-confidence, which I love how you're, like, actually joking about this. I'm like, no, I am serious. (laughs) And I know you're serious. I know you're serious. But I'm still, like, and I think this is probably one of those from someone who's not a therapist where I'm like, okay, to build my self-confidence means I have to get better every day. To be, like... Okay, like, and this is the way mm-hmm. that I just would look at it, right? Like, mm-hmm. today I yelled it. at the who's through my speaker. So if I'm going to continue to work on myself, then tomorrow, maybe I don't yell through the who's through my speaker. Maybe I just yell at them through my door. Like, that would be like a progress. And then the next day, I didn't yell at them through my door. I yelled at them through the phone. Like, no, I, I look at it. It's not linear. And this is what people think is it needs to be yeah. a consistent pattern of trajectory upwards. And we're looking for a consistent pattern of breaking it. 
like changing our cycles. We're looking for the cycles to continue to be broken throughout. And it's like, you're going to, you're going to get the same behavior sometimes, by the way. Don't tell me. No, I know. I don't. (laughs) We're looking at behaviors as linear progression. (laughs) (laughs) It's so messy. Like, this is why, like, sometimes Mattson gets annoyed with me because I'll be like, but it's, there's still progress because overall consistency, there is more than, you know, and, and to him, he thinks linear, like you have a workout goal, like coming back from baby, I have a lot of workout goals and like eating goals and stuff. And it's hard. And I'll be like, but consistently, I'm getting 80 to 90% of it. And I have this last 10 to 15% that I need to get. And he's like, but you need to be consistently going up. And I'm like, no, I'm consistently hitting it. So I can actually maintain it. And this is where it's very different in the real world. So I see it as like, well, at least you changed your behavior. It's not in the way I would necessarily hope it goes. Another budget thing I could say, like, that would be a thing like that, right? Like, it would be, okay, yeah, Taylor, I didn't buy shoes. I bought jewelry. But what I also made progress on is I packed a picnic lunch instead of taking my kids out to lunch. Yes. Yes. And that would be like, that's a better, better, like change for things. And that would be breaking the cycle instead of us stopping at Amazon Go yeah. I packed a picnic. Yes. Okay. That's okay. where it's like, oh, that that's great. Like to us, that's great progress, right? You saw a behavior that you're trying to change. It's not going to be a hundred percent. We're looking for, there's some change and there's awareness around what needs to change and whether or not it goes one way or the other, at least there was awareness. And that's the hardest part is getting the awareness of something needs to change in this zone. So the Grinch finally saw it as something needs to finally change. And that's, that's great. I didn't like how he took the change, but again, I can't control clients. So, but so. Like, as a therapist, would you like applaud and be like, yay, you made a change and you didn't yell at who's? Um, I would do both. Okay. But I'm also a very blunt therapist. So I probably been like, you're a dumb butt. Um, I don't yeah, know you what would. you're thinking on would, your decision. Yeah. But love the other side that we are love changing the up. The, the, yeah, love that side. Like I'm trying to give my kudos because I'm not trying to totally crush my clients. But for right. him, I probably would have been like, dude, what were you doing? Like, this was like a totally like a swing in a in a, in a bad way. Okay. And I, okay. I, I, I see this. We agree on that. But like, I respect you for changing it. Um, and that's because it's my style of therapy. Okay. Yeah. So any other tips that you want to give people as they're trying to transition like the Grinch, like ways to build self-esteem? We talked about affirmations. Like affirmations are a big one for people. Self-esteem is really tricky. So I always tell people, make sure that you're looking at something that you do appreciate about yourself. It can be something so small because that thing will build. Like I always tell people the story of I hated my hair. A lot of people actually really like my hair, but I hated it when I was in middle school because I didn't know what I was doing. Thanks. But I didn't know what I was doing. I love it now. Um, It was hard. And I think like the thing that really changed it was I was open to the possibility it could be okay. But I had other things about me that I really liked, like my eyes. I really liked my eyes. I thought I had really pretty ones. So I was like, okay, at least I have one thing that I like about myself. And then as I continued on, then I started being like, oh, maybe this isn't bad. Maybe I'll try it. Maybe I'll try to make it better like, and try to accept it because it's something that's unchangeable about me. So the things that I could change, I would work on, right? And the things that I couldn't change, I had to learn to accept. But I didn't say overnight, like, well, you just have to love your hair. No, it it was like a six-year process. And it was a journey. Like, okay, what will work? What will not work? And be open to that journey, right? And then um, other things that can help is like positive self-talk. A lot of us have a really negative inner dialogue. If you listen to the Grinches, his was pretty bad. Like, um, 
you hear about like he's in there and he's like i'm bored i hate you like he's talking oh to that's the right cave. yeah i trying to remember what he the said cave. yeah i don't remember everything he said but he had a really bad internal dialogue like yeah. a really negative and a good one. tip on that that is if you wouldn't say it to somebody else or you want to want your kids to say it to themselves then you shouldn't say it to yourself i've had clients literally tell koa what they have in their head to koa about him and it's very sad they start crying every time because koa's yeah. sitting on my lap with his little hands up and they're like you're a terrible terrible, terrible dog. You yeah. are the worst thing ever. And telling, telling Koa is like the saddest thing. Like, and that's what like, just sits there and is like, pet me. <laughs> he literally just sits there and he looks at him so sweetly. And it's like, you're talking mad smack about this dog, but you never do that. Right. And that it helps people just when you say it out loud and you hear it and you're like, would I ever say this to somebody? Would I ever have these expectations for somebody else? And that's like right? another one. Do you have realistic or unrealistic expectations? And that's where I think a lot of us don't realize how much our expectations are unrealistic. I always expect high amounts for myself, but then lately I've had to be like, this is really plausible for a brand new mom and all these things. And it's like, no, I'm killing myself off because yeah. I have unrealistic expectations. Yeah. And I think it's like good to know that like this year I didn't get the Christmas lights on outside. And you know what? That's okay. Like it was like one of those. Nothing's going to. Goals. Yeah. Certain things are going to change. It's okay. Like, and nothing's going to like the Christmas detrimental happen. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. Um, I think another one too that people think is when they have self-confidence issues that they can't have goals to change it. Absolutely have goals to change it. If you want to be in better shape, if you're not appreciating your body for what your body is, then set goals to love your body. I loved, I was in this yoga class a couple of weeks ago and the instructor was talking to people and she said something that really stuck with me of if you're treating your body like it needs to just go and do all these intense workouts and not actually loving it and building the skills for it. You're killing off your body. You're not getting it in better shape. You're not doing anything healthy for it. You are literally killing it off. You're putting it in starvation mode and you're hurting it. But right. if you can love your body in the sense of, I want to build these skills and I want to continue to get better. And I wanted to build its strength for its love, not for its hate then you're gonna, your body's going to perform better. And I loved how it was like all about if you respect the tool that you have, then you can get what you want. But if you're disrespecting the tool you have by saying it's like worthless or like looking down at it, then you're going to get the results of that. And it's all about intention. Like there's the word. Be intentional. Be, be. It's all about intentional though. It's all about it where it's like, if you go into something with goals where it's because you hate whatever is happening versus if you respect it, you're going to have a very different result. And I love that. Yeah. Practicing self-care can really help too. Um, the more that you, again, take care of yourself and your body like a tool and you see it as something that's meant to be honored, then you're going to honor it. And if you see it as something that's meant to be used and abused, then you're going to use and abuse it and you're going to treat the object such as that. So we're taught a lot in our field to like really take care of our, our mental health and our bodies and the whole package. And it's really hard. But I think for the hard. first Especially time- if you're in a rut. And that's yes. where I'm like, pick one thing, you know, mm -hmm. like um, when I've talked to some just different teens or whatever, like, I think it's just like, you know what, just pick one thing, like go put on a cute outfit. Like you mm -hmm. will feel better if you put on a cute outfit or I mean, today there was like one of the girls at church today, right. was like, oh, like, I didn't know I didn't get ready good enough. I didn't do all of these things. Like my hair's not perfect, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, but look at your cute outfit. Like be proud of what you did. And let's acknowledge that. Like you yeah. did practice self-care. 
Let's go. Like, yeah, I think it's good just to acknowledge something, do something for your self care, whether it's putting on that cute skirt that, you know, like that girl at church did today or what combing your hair. Like if that's something for you, do it. Mm-hmm. Well, mine was by not doing anything today. <laughs> yeah. And that was the first time I hadn't done that in a long time. And I was like, we're just not doing anything. Like we're going to sit on our couch and I'm going to snuggle my babies and that's it. That's what I'm doing. And that was the I'm first so time jealous. I had done that. It was fabulous. And that was like the first time I had done that. And I don't even know, even after I gave birth, I was still all over the place. Like, yeah, and that's where I think sometimes the intention of not doing anything is the very thing that you need to do. So, yeah. and I think self care doesn't have to be frilly. Like, you know, I hear that word and I think of all those Instagram things now, like I've got to go get my Botox and I got to go get my facial and I got to like get all these special serums and nails and whatever. That's not what we're saying. Like we're saying, see what you need and just do it. Even if it's one little thing. Sometimes it's just sitting on your couch all day. Yeah. It's fabulous. Put on a cute skirt and tie your bow behind it. You know, like. Exactly. It's fabulous. Yeah. Um, Learning something new can often give people self-confidence or like a sense of. Yeah. I feel like a new skill or a new hobby or anything like that can make you feel like you're elevated in how you think about yourself. Um, And surrounding yourself with positive people. Yeah, that's a huge one. Yeah. Yeah, feed off of their energy. If they're like that friend that stopped by today, right? Like if you're not feeling it, like if you're not feeling that self-esteem, like listen to your friends when they tell you all of these things about you and maybe just believe it for a second. Like let yourself believe that they're telling you that you're awesome, you're beautiful, you're amazing. And that can help boost your self-esteem a little bit. Something I tell my clients too is like, what do people get from lying to you? They have to open their mouth and spend the time to say all these things to you. What are what does that give them? It oh, yeah. takes a lot of time and effort. When people are usually very like about themselves and what's going on in their lives, they're actually taking a moment to say something about you. Do you really think that's fake? Do you really think that's not sincere? Like the people are actually taking time to give you a gift. Don't reject that. And I think it's really hard because I've been in that position of doing the same thing. But the more that I realize that it's a gift that they're offering instead of just a falsity, the more it's helped like a lot. So and that's good. That's good. Yeah. Leave that on that note. Um, so overall, basically, the Grinch just needs a little bit of love, a little bit of better self-care and ways to think about himself. And he was right as rain. He looked quite happy. He got Martha Mayhew. Sorry for the spoiler alerts, peeps. But <laughs> the Grinchy poo did come out okay. And he even cut the roast beast. He wanted the gizzard. I get the gizzard. <laughs> so gross if you haven't seen the movie watch it i know some people are creeped out by jim carrey as grinch i loved it so it's a classic it's a classic thank you so much for appreciating it on that happy note we hope that you learned something from the grinch case study that we just did uh hopefully you can apply this to yourself that you can add to your own self-esteem that you can kind of take a moment to reflect on your own needs and how to Get yourself out of your grinchy ways if you're feeling that this time of year or any time of year. If you guys like this, let us know because I'm willing to do more case studies. It's a lot easier to do from movies than from anything else. So we're always up for it. We are pairing this next week with What's Our Verdict podcast. That's my husband Mattson's podcast. I don't know why I just went to Southern accent, but we're going to talk about a Christmas movie there with them and it will be hilarious because they're pretty funny guys vacation yeah 
Yeah. Christmas vacation. Yeah. With them, it's going to be funny. And that's one I know Maddie Poo could be a little bit more structured on these podcasts. He is actually really funny on the other podcasts because it's not as structured. So he thinks he can like let loose there. So if you want to hear him be funny because he is a funny guy, just he really is hilarious. It's just like that, that, like when he gets on recording with me, he all of a sudden gets like super serious and like, yeah, it's like therapy, like makes him like, this is the time to perform. This is the time to be smart. And then it's like other times he's like, and it's like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. I know. I'm like, what? Like, it's really funny. So if you want to, anyways, we digress. digress. So yeah, we have a podcast this week. Um, and as always, let us know what subjects you guys want to hear. We have parenting classes being offered right now. Check out our website for signing up for that, as well as uh, for people in the area and radical openness, dialectical behavior therapy. That's meant specifically for anxious people, people that are struggling with control and ability to let loose in situations. So it's a really good type of therapy that's for teens ages 14 through 18. So look for those, sign up for those. We have another teen class too this month. So follow us on Insta and look at us online. Thanks. Thanks guys. Bye.